Welcome to Engineering Success. I'm your host, Jamie Hutton, and in each episode we'll bring you an influential and inspiring guest from the world of engineering, science, technology and mathematics. Sharing fascinating insights into their career journeys, we'll explore the challenges they face, how they keep motivated and what the future holds for them. Speaking candidly about the engineering and other STEM-related industries, we'll find out what's made these successful people successful. This is Engineering Success. Welcome to episode number 30 of Engineering Success with our very special guest, Amber Oliphant, a systems project engineer at High Speed Rail Solutions. Amber chose technical subjects at school and studied general engineering at college. Amber gained an apprenticeship as a toolmaker, which took her through various departments within the company she worked for, being machining, die maintenance and ancillaries. She then moved into new product introduction within the injection moulding industry, where she gained valuable experience in project management. Always challenging herself, Amber now enjoys her role at High Speed Rail Solutions. Passionate about raising issues for women in engineering, Amber is an advocate for adjustments to maternity packages and flexible return to working support currently provided and works hard to highlight and influence that change. Hi Amber and welcome to Engineering Success. It's great to have you on the podcast today. No, lovely, lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, can we start right at the beginning? Uh, how did you first get interested in engineering? Um, probably, you know, from about the age of 15, I knew what I wanted to do. Right. Um, and I'd always been in that mindset of I want to be successful and I want to, you know, work really hard and have a good career for myself. And I sort of looked at the options that were available that were really presented to us from school. Yeah. And they were completely influenced by school and what our teachers said as good, right. uh, good careers, which is yeah. normally the case. Um, and lots of the guys were going for engineering and we did a placement and I was like, yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. um, and from that point, I've sort of structured around my options of what I wanted to do and how I was going to get to those sort of roles. And I didn't know exactly what type of engineering I wanted to do, but in where I chose my options, I chose very technical sort of hands-on roles. Yeah. I've done randomly like a B-tech in Bricklane in school. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and product design. It was all quite hands-on. Yeah. Yeah. But by the time I'd done them for a few years, I sort of went into that in college. Yeah. Um, and the first year in college was hands-on, a lot of tooling, tool-making stuff, which, you know, it's like the likes of your lathes, your metal machines, whatever. We were doing that. And I was like, well, this must be what I'm going to do, you know? Uh, yeah. This is all I've done yeah. when I've been interested in it. Um, so, yeah, that was that was sort of where it come from, which is really quite different to what I'm doing now. Yeah, where yeah. everything's on a computer for a lot of people but um it started off as a very hands-on um approach to it and right. you know I went into an apprenticeship yeah doing that as well I got an apprenticeship 
um, until making for an automotive company that would make car chassis, subframes, um, for the likes of Jaguar Land Rover, Nissan, BMW, and it was all sort of major European car manufacturers. Um, and I did my four year until making an apprenticeship with them. So, you know, it was five years really once I'd done the year at college of real yeah. actual studying yeah. in a hands-on environment. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I did. But I think I got to got to that the end of my apprenticeship and you know it was the thing of the people who did well came out of the tool room and went into right, yeah, yeah. process engineering jobs and right. you had no other option but to go and do that if you wanted to be successful. Yeah. I think a lot of it was influenced by people around you, which it always is, you know, when you're so young, you you're not really exposed to absolutely yeah, the yeah. opportunities that you can yeah. have. Um and I think I've definitely seen that and thankfully it was something that I enjoyed and you know <laughs> it didn't go it didn't go badly. I did really enjoy it. Yeah. Um so that was sort of my route into it. Right. Um which is very similar to you know lots of lots of people that I grew up with you know I'm from a I'm from the northeast and it's very where I live is very industrial yeah yeah and it was people were bricklayers engineers teachers or nurses they were <laughs> the main sort of job yeah 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 so it wasn't that like dissimilar to other other people and what they were doing as well right. so it was pretty guided and a well well-known route into it yeah yeah, yeah. you know now now that I live down south it's completely different right I wouldn't have gone into that type of role but that was where the interest came from in the beginning yeah 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 um so yeah that was it so so your route was obviously the apprenticeship route yeah, yeah. did you ever consider going through university or was that never an option for you no it wasn't really an option I didn't I, I enjoyed school and I didn't do badly at it, but it wasn't my preferred way of learning. Right. I enjoyed the hands-on lessons, even in school. Yeah, I'd look forward to going and like doing the hands-on side of it and having actual skills like yeah, that yeah, I could yeah. use outside of that. And yeah. you know, and I didn't feel like I got that from the classroom environment. And I think because when I was younger, I was so desperate to grow up and have a grown-up job and <laughs> yeah yeah I thought the sooner I get to actually go and do things the better yeah yeah I just didn't even think about university really as an option of course you think about it and think is this something that I would like but it, I knew it wouldn't be something that I would like right right um and the way that I would learn is the hands-on side of things yeah um so it was really just sort of one clear route get an apprenticeship yeah, and, yeah. And that was it. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so what would your number one piece of advice be to somebody who's thinking about a career in engineering? I think if you're if you're like myself and you want to do well and you want to do it quickly, yeah. <laughs> you need to do that now. You need to just do it now because yeah. your future self will thank you for yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like even the best of the best have been beginners once. Absolutely. And taking that first step is is going to be your way to getting it. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Those small little steps will get you to where you want to be. And doing it sooner rather than later yeah. is, is the best thing that you can do. You can you can go back, you can change. 
what you yeah. want to do. It's not right for you, but at least try it. Yeah. Have a go and do it because you're never going to regret getting qualifications under your belt and getting experience Absolutely. Even for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be valuable. So just do it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so do you feel that engineering, you know, as an industry, do you think we can better promote ourselves, you know, to younger people, you know, to, to, to help them? Yeah. I think my, my perception of engineering is very different now to what it was. And yeah. um, like I say, I think that's purely from, the, the limited exposure that you have when you're younger yeah, yeah. yeah it was influenced by what my teachers and family and friends seen as engineering yeah yeah and that's it we didn't really have people that would promote it to you from a young age yeah you only really looked at it within the last couple of years of school yeah absolutely it was very narrow not narrow but you know limited exposure on it yeah 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 what people see and I think, you know, the future of where engineering's going, if you look back to what engineering was 50 years ago, it's completely different to now. Absolutely. And it's going to be that in the future. Yeah. And I don't think we showcase what the future of engineering is going to be. I think we hold on to the traditional mindset of what it was and yeah, where yeah. it is now. Yeah. And it's almost as if they're saying, you know, um, look at what brilliant things are happening right now. It's not that this is what's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Look at the impact that it's going to have on the world. Look at the the things that it's going to change. You can be a part of it. Yeah. Because the people who are going to go into it are going to be the ones that are doing it 50 years in, in time. Not Absolutely. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to be doing it now. It's going to be very different. Yeah. So promoting what we do right now probably isn't very inspiring to young people because right. I don't see many other industries that look where they're at right now, it's always to the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think engineering's a big one of looking at what we've always done. We've always done it like that. Yeah. Yes, we've got room for improvement, but it's never what's the next thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of looking at your career, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially for young people. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, even things like like steel one day should be replaced by smart materials. Yeah. How absolutely. many people know that that's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. They probably think, oh, my dad's worked in the steel industry. Uh, I might go work there one day. It won't be that, you know? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. what it was even 20 years ago. Yeah. And there's no shout about what it, what it's going to be and who you can be with that. Yeah. And I think that's what needs to be better across all sort of sectors. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Engineering, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, so then, what myths would you like to dispel uh, about careers in engineering? I think you know that it's not just. I think people think of engineering, especially when you speak to women, of it being this really heavy industrial sort of setting and environment, and it relies solely on practical skills. And unless you have them, you're not going to be an engineer. <laughs> yeah. Or it looks at, oh, you might not have them practical skills, but you'll just be in a boring office job. Yeah. You'll be the people that work in the office. <laughs> yeah. There's so many careers out there. Yeah. It's so, so exciting. And I, I I love my job and I love, like, the the journey that I've been on to get to it. But if I'd have been exposed to all of those things, yeah. I probably wouldn't have gone down that route. Right, okay. I don't regret it. Yeah. And I yeah, yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. But again, I think it's still a, a novelty almost. You don't know 
what you've missed out on because you never had the exposure. Yeah, and there's yeah, lots yeah. of lovely job titles that sound great and really yeah. cool <laughs> things that people get to do. Yeah. And you you never you never had an idea about it. Yeah. Yeah. Even away from it being heavy industrial, you'll wear overalls and you know, you'll come home smelling of cooling every day <laughs> yeah. for the next six years. Yeah is a really sort of what way of looking at it still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think getting rid of that would attract more women into it as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So, so so, how do you think we can communicate those different careers? Because obviously, you know, say yourself, if you go uh, into a school or, or whatever, obviously you know about your career, you know, so so we need everybody from all different careers going in, don't we, to be able to do that? Or, or you need to explain the different careers. Yeah, definitely. I think it's people in my position educating themselves to be able to relay that back to young people if that's something that you're passionate about doing and want yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, but I think it would be difficult for me to go and, you know, give a rounded idea of engineering when the only engineering I know is the one that I've done. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, I can say oh, I've got six years experience in manufacturing I've worked in these different industries but I only know the engineering that I've done absolutely in the grand scheme of things it's such a small yeah yeah Yeah. and I think the change will be where people appreciate that the next generation will be the future they will be the people that you you're working alongside yeah and for them to understand what you do and and how your organisation works, you'll get not only the right sort of people in it, but you'll get the people that are really passionate about it and yeah. find what yeah. they want in life, yeah. not what they've been told they want or have been influenced by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the change will come from the people already in industry who maybe haven't thought about it that much, you know, right. people, real specialist areas that... Yeah. Nobody would know about nobody yeah, yeah. in and out yeah. of their job. They need to take responsibility on themselves. And I'm, I'm not saying, you know, dedicate 10 hours a week to speaking to young people, but even just having chats like this with people, uh, with Absolutely. you, you know, yeah, yeah. podcasts like this out, that's going to be the, the little changes that you can make. And if everybody collectively done that, yeah, I think it will be a much, a much easier route in for the people who are unsure on what yeah. they want to do. Yeah. Too. yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, it's a good way to look at things. Yeah. So, 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 what do you enjoy most about your career in engineering? I think looking back at doing my apprenticeship and the hands-on side of things, it was rewarding for somebody to say, "We need this or we need that," and you know, sort of sketching something up and being like, "I think this might work, it might not," you know, yeah, yeah. and then doing it and it it being everything that it was supposed to be. Like, it's really rewarding. Yeah good way to sort of build your confidence in that what you're doing and your work is physical in your hand and I think when you're young is really important yeah 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 um but now you know you do get a little bit more confidence as you get older and you've got more experience and yeah and I think at the minute the projects that we work on will get to different stages and that'll be signed off and this will be signed off and you think that wouldn't have happened without the input of myself and the team yeah yeah well I get to see actual real life, real infrastructure projects come to life and yeah. think, no, you, you you had some you had some input into that. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and especially, you know, with the input into the safety side of it. Yeah. 
I I know that that will be safe. Yeah. And, and it's a it's a rewarding thing to to do and to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just seeing those things come to life is really rewarding. Yeah. Really rewarding. Yeah. So I know you're passionate about uh, women in engineering, and I know you advocate for more. Uh, maternity and, and flexibility for women after they've had maternity leave it's a, it's a real passion of yours can you explain more about this and why it's so important I haven't thankfully haven't had to go through any of this yet I don't have any children yet but I see women who have come across in my career who have you know said oh, oh, I can't have children yet I'm gonna have to hang on I'm gonna have to hang on to get that higher pay I'm gonna have to hang on to be able to come back in at more senior roles yeah I walk away I'm throwing years of my career away. And that's, you know, not just this industry, but I think for women in this industry is it is a real worry for them. Right. And I think women fear that when they come back to work, they aren't as reliable, but people will see them as being not as reliable. They've got children now, they're gonna have to go do this, gonna have to yeah, do yeah. that. They have to choose between being a mom or having their career. Yeah. And I don't think that even where we are as a whole as an industry, we haven't got as many women working in it as we should. Yeah. We don't. 14% of engineers are female. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Then coming back with that, only like 12% um, of females will hold like leadership yeah. um, roles. Yeah. And then after they've had children, only 5% will. Right. So... I don't think the integration back into work for mums of in a in an environment where women get a lot of imposter syndrome already anyways, they feel they have to sort of choose. And it shouldn't be that option, you know. 90% of new dads go back to work within yeah. the first year, normally within the first few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Them, you know, yeah. and we're losing what 10% of people. Yeah. They won't come back because they feel like they can't, um, you know, and and I think it's an issue that, you know, we, we see that there's not enough women in engineering, but there, and we encourage that so much. Yeah. And we encourage the recruitment of it, but we don't encourage the retention of it. Yeah. And nine times out of 10 or majority of the time, women will one day become a mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't have the option of working 12-hour shifts in a factory yeah along with all the other men because normally you find that their wife's at home and looks after the kids and they can go do that women in engineering have a have a role that men like male dominated environment men would pick up mm. which comes with the responsibilities the that old-fashioned thing of men go to work work for long hours and women stay at home it's yeah. not a thing anymore yeah, yeah i don't yeah. think the industry's flexible enough and offers a good back to work scheme for young mums. Like lots of places, if you work in a factory, for example, in your maintenance, they probably won't take you back part time. Right. Um, in my experience, that's what I've found. You wouldn't get part time maintenance right. jobs. Yeah. It's, they're your hours a week, they're your shifts, you work yeah. there. Yeah. And I don't think there's enough flexibility for women to be able to do that. And equally, there's no flexibility at all for parents in the industry whatsoever. You could have single dads. Yeah. Don't have any flexibility because I don't feel that the engineering industry have ever had to think about that. If you look at, you know, NHS jobs or 
teaching, for example, it's predominantly women in yeah. some areas and them having to pop out because their child's hurt themselves at school or the rail or whatever is a lot more accepted than what it is in this industry. Yeah, yeah. The fear of being a headache for people and the fear of people thinking since you've had a baby, you're not going to want to work anymore, puts a lot of fear into young women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And new mums because they don't want to be looked at like that. You yeah. know, things like this will happen. And... I think the support just isn't there yeah. at the minute. I think recruitment for engineering and uh, recruitment for females in engineering is great. And I think the retention is horrendous. Yeah. Um, most women will leave their engineering sort of career and branch off into different things by the time that they're 30, 35. Right. And it's very unlikely that you will see people beyond that. And th- there's a reason for that, you know? Yeah. And it's not something that's addressed. And I think because I know I'm going to one day be in that position, yeah, it almost frightens me a bit because I think I want to work so hard. I want to make a career for myself. Is it going to be for nothing because I can't go back to work? Mm, yeah. And, you know, the company that I work for is great and I don't think I'd have that issue. But if I worked in previous companies that I've worked for or I have moved and for lots of other women, it will be an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we shouldn't have to give up our career to be a man. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's something that needs to be be addressed and change. Yeah. And I think if you spoke to lots of women who have left that industry, they'd agree. But there's not very many people around to fight that corner still. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they leave, and that's why nothing gets done about it. Yeah, yeah. Because losing that talent's a big issue, isn't it? Yeah, you know, because it's it's talent lost, which which can't help the next generation of people to learn. Yeah, you you have no role models, even as young female engineers. Yeah, I don't have any senior engineers who are females that I've ever worked with. Right, it's always been men. Yeah, that I've never had a woman work with me who's older ever. Yeah, I've had one woman work with me, and you know, in six years. Yeah. Um, and there's no there's no role models for young people whether you want to have children or not. Yeah, it makes it very difficult to come back up to the times to where we are now because in any other industry that would not be a thing. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you, do you think it's slowly changing though with more with more women now getting into engineering and and you know issues like this being um, having to be faced by companies? Do you believe that it's slowly getting better and it's slowly being dealt with? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I think there is a huge amount of women coming into engineering and I feel that they're not as scared to now and that there's not a sort of stereotype around going into it. Yeah. I think there's so much recruitment drive for having them and getting them in and almost sometimes some companies being a tick in the box that we've got females working for us. Yeah, yeah. And you'll have a female engineer that's plastered all over marketing and whatever, but they're always young. Yeah. And you can do all you want to try and pull people into these industries. You can spend all the money in the world on apprenticeships and training and development. But if by the time they have children, there's no place for them there anymore, either side have lost, you yeah. know? Yeah. Nobody benefits from that situation. Yeah. There's a huge, huge drive, and it's great to see. So many young girls going into engineering, but it's also disappointing to see that it's always recruitment and never retention. 
Yeah. And that's where you will fundamentally change your workforce, change the diversity of the team and encourage more people to go into it because they have other people to work with and look up to. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where the issue is. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a great issue and it's great to highlight it. I think, you know, the the more people that are aware, the, the, the sooner changes can be made. Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't think it's that people don't want women to stay once they've had children. I don't think it's that at all. And yeah. I don't, you know, for the majority of people, maybe haven't even thought about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. never had to. Yeah. They've never, ever had to. You haven't had women working in these sort of roles. Yeah. Long time. So you haven't had to think about women later in life yeah 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 that's a good point i think if lots of people understood it they would approach it a lot differently yeah and that's all it is it's raising that awareness of it yeah raising the awareness and understanding uh, the situation and and you know the uh, commitment of being a parent isn't it Uh, like you said not just for mums but for dads as well yeah you know it's uh, it it works both ways doesn't it yeah and i bet there's lots of dads that are struggling yeah. That, that work in this industry, they really will. It's not just females, there will yeah. be dads that are struggling, but there's no flexibility and yeah. even yeah. they have got no choice when yeah, yeah. they do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, so it's a great point and it's and it's great, it's great to wait, <laughs> raise the awareness of it. So yeah, it's it's a good discussion. Um for yourself, um, have you had any mentors uh, that have helped you in your career, continue to help you along your journey? I think in my career, definitely in the beginning, I maybe didn't um, look for mentors as much as I should. Yeah. I felt and still sometimes feel a huge sense of imposter syndrome. Right. And would put on that thing of, oh, I have to do it myself to prove a point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, And I was just like that. And now looking back, I probably should have gone and approached other people. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I would never ask for it from where. And it wasn't like, oh, I feel like I know everything, so I don't need anybody's help. It was just the thing of, oh, my gosh, I'm already a girl. Like, there yeah. was, I'm terrible, <laughs> yeah, so I don't yeah. want to ask. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, like, my family and friends have always been really, really supportive of everything that I do. And, you know, particularly my grandparents, like, my granddad loves it yeah. you know I did my apprenticeship and loves that I went down that route right and he always says to me you know you're doing well but don't uh don't stop it you haven't got there yet yeah yeah he would say stuff like that to me yeah um but you know as I've got older I've realized that you should use the people around you yeah and I think that's just come from experience and a bit more confidence and yeah 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 company that I work for now um a great in the sense of they will ask you your short term medium and long term goals yeah and say, right what do you want to do it's not this is where you're going in your career and that's the only route it's right. where are your skills who are you as a person yeah let's utilize that to the best of our ability and i work with such a a, a unique team we're all different personalities we all bring different things to the table which was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, you know, we're going through the thing of one of the guys um, is giving us lessons on how to use Excel properly because he's like, 
this wizard that is brilliant at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're all sort of learning off each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think as you get older, your mentors, you realise your mentors are the people that you surround yourself with, not one person that has been there and does it because it's part of their organisation. It's the people yeah. that genuinely want to help and help you that are the best mentors you'll ever have. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you're open to that, they're, they're worth their weight in gold. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. So uh, who or what has been your biggest inspiration? I think I think it was really hard in the beginning to have a role model in what I wanted to do, partly right. because I probably didn't know where my career would take me. But yeah. There wasn't very many females in it. And you you look for what you you are and have um similarities with and there was never any women but I think since I've finished my apprenticeship I find I come across so many women who uh you know strong powerful business women yeah that don't care about the opinions of other people and the fear of failing because they're a female and they use the imposter syndrome to the best of their ability the likes of Alex you know, it runs to and she's brilliant. Yeah. And they're not necessarily people who are famous. It's people that you see and meet at events or yeah, where yeah. who you look at and you think, oh my God, like she has done amazing. Yeah. And you think if you can do that, it gives me hope that one day I will. Yeah. Whereas one way or another, either following their footsteps or not, they've done it when this industry was harder than what it is now. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can definitely do it. Yeah. And it's it's the women. And it, again, it's the women who I almost would look at as a, a, around my mum's age, you know? Right. Yeah. Those women who are a little bit more mature, who have had more life experience, show me that there's there's room for women like future me yeah. in this industry. Yeah. And I, that's a big inspiration that there's not enough of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, engineering for me is like a lifelong learning career uh, and it's important to develop ourselves every day. Um, how do you develop yourself? I try to now get everything I can and squeeze every single bit of information and experience I can from people right. um, around me and work. I spend a lot of time with speaking to clients who are from different real disciplines that I would have never had any experience in and you know learning from them continuously will not only help me do my job better but will give me a more rounded view of things and yeah. give me more understanding of the industry which you yeah. know like mine you need but I think in terms of developing professionally you need to also put the emphasis on doing it personally as well yeah I don't think that you can just be hungry and for success the whole way through your career without taking that note to look at yourself. And I think I, I read lots of books that will, uh, or listen to podcasts that will have a lot of emphasis on gratitude and where you are and who you want to be and where you're going to next to make sure that the things that you do in life, while you want to be extremely successful, you yeah. do it in a way of, you know, doing it with grace and treating people nicely and yeah being the person that you would want to work with because yeah. I ultimately believe that that will get me where I want to be just as much as the work that I put in I know that I can work hard and I know that I can 
get to where I want to be in terms of my career from the yeah. things that I'll do, but being the person who people want to work with yeah, yeah. is really important. Yeah. And that will put me in a better position. And if anything, will get me there faster, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, you know, when you sometimes sit there and reflect on what you've been doing and what you still need to achieve, it sort of brings you back to where you need to be to focus on different things in different aspects to get you to that next point. Yeah, yeah. But without looking at who you are and where you're going, you can read all the books and do all the studying in the world. <laughs> you won't get there as yeah, fast. Absolutely. All. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, your own self-development of who you are fundamentally um, and making sure that outside of work you're happy and yeah. you're a happy person makes you perform better in work. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. And I think that's really important and something that I see a lot of people don't do. They took time to really have a self-check and see where they want to go and where they've already got. They will yeah. be a lot more checked out about things. <laughs> Everybody always wants the next best thing. They do, yeah. And then they get to the, lots of people don't realise that now in this very moment, they are where they wanted to be however many years ago and they haven't yeah. sat there and just enjoyed it for a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, brilliant. Right, what's the next thing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is something that in this industry people do. Yeah, yeah, they do. We do it all the time. The most enjoyable bit is the journey. You know, pe- people seem to forget that the journey is the, the, the most important and the most enjoyable part of your career. You can get to the top, but as soon as you're there, you're going to stay there for a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you go from there? Yeah. You know? So enjoy the journey and enjoy being in the moment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But looking to the future too. Yeah. So, and, and, and for that, you know, uh, looking forward, what does the future hold for you? I think I, in terms of my career, I want to be super competent in everything that I'm doing. I want to be one of the engineers that people, you know, have an issue with or think, gosh, how do we do this? And maybe the first port of call for it. I want to be really competent in my role and my trade and who I am professionally. And I think long term, I would like to move into more senior roles within engineering and move into engineering management and encourage all the things that I try and do now alongside my job. It's a fundamental practice of organisations of taking the time, reflecting on who you are, encouraging people, young people into engineering and, you know, making the industry a more inclusive and just kinder place to work. I think it could really do with that. I think everybody gets, um, well, quite a lot of people get really caught up in what they're doing and who they are and where they've been and where they go next that it can create not a very inspiring workplace. Yeah, 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 I get that. And I'd like to encourage that and, you know, bring the best out of people's ability. And you bring who they are as people into their role, not just what's on their job description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Amber, that's it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. No, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. Okay, thank you for listening to episode number 30 of Engineering Success with our very special guest, Amber Oliphant. I had a great time speaking with Amber about her career journey so far and the causes which she is passionate about. 
Continually improving and learning, Amber is a very talented engineer with a great philosophy of how she is going to help make a change and leave a lasting legacy. Being determined and also passionate about the engineering industry and the amazing opportunities available, Amber is going to make a huge difference to many people coming into and also part of the industry. Please follow Amber's amazing journey on LinkedIn and Twitter. The links can be found on her podcast webpage. If you enjoyed the show, I'd love for you to share it with someone you feel would benefit from listening to it. You can share it on Instagram or Twitter and please leave a comment or a rating if you can. Also, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. We've got more amazing guests coming soon. So until the next episode, have a great day and I hope you succeed in all you do.